Right. Well, good morning, everybody. I hope you can hear me. Um, it's one of the wonders of technology that uh, I'm speaking and I can see you, but obviously, um, hopefully you can hear me. But uh, greetings to you all. Uh, hello, everybody from the Hubbard family. We got back uh, yesterday evening. Um, we're all a little bit still at sea, having just got home last night. Um, but uh, we were on holiday in Cornwall and had a lovely time down there and uh, lots to be thankful for. But uh, And it's wonderful to be near the sea again. Uh, but we're back here now and uh, looking forward to catching up with lots of you in the next few weeks. And uh, and I'm wanting to come and see you, obviously, as many as, my, as many as I can over time and have a cup of tea with you in your back garden. So um, I will be in touch as and when. Uh, it's going to take a little bit of time, obviously, to see everybody. But uh, that's my hope is to come and see you in person a bit more than we've been able to uh, these last few weeks. As you can imagine, I'm sure there's a lot of waiting me as I come back to work uh, to get my head around, lots of things going on. Uh, I won't tell you how many emails or emails I've got in my inbox, but it is a lot. Uh, so I've got to work through those as well. So here we are to worship God together, our living God. We're here to worship him. And yes, at this point, we're still apart in our homes and uh, we are worshipping uh, separately, as it were, but we are also worshipping together. And it's good to worship God together, isn't it? Uh, even if it's like this on uh, on Microsoft Teams, it's still good to worship God together. Our theme today is sowing good seeds. And we're going to be looking at a parable that Jesus tells from Matthew chapter 13. And before I went away, I asked Bishop Sarah to record a sermon for us. And she's done that. And so we'll be listening to Bishop Sarah's uh, sermon on that passage a little bit later on in this service. So I will look forward to hearing what she says to us. But let's just uh, take some time now to pray and ask God to be with us as we worship him this morning. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for all the good things you give to us in our lives each day. We thank you for the sun that shines. We thank you for uh, places to go. We thank you for the people around us. Uh, we thank you, Lord, for the blessings of all that you give to us. And Lord, as we uh, 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 worship you today, as we remember that you are the risen Lord, that you have beaten uh, the power of sin and death and hell forever, that you are sovereign over everything, we come before you and ask that you would be with us as we worship you. You would help us to, again, give you our hearts and worship you with our lives. So be with us, we pray, uh, by the Spirit of the risen Jesus, and in his name we pray. Amen. So we're going to sing uh, an opening hymn. Uh, it's uh, a lovely hymn. It's written by Bernadette Farrell. It's called, Oh God, You Search Me and You Know Me. Uh, the words will be there on the screen as well. If you don't know it, uh, I think you'll pick it up. But it's a lovely hymn as we worship God together. So let's have our first hymn now.
It's a lovely song, that, isn't it? And uh, speaks of the goodness of God and his mercy in our lives and um, how he has made the world. He loves the world. And although the world has gone uh, away from him, he holds the world in his hands and he beckons us to meet with him again this morning. Uh, whatever the week that's gone has held for us, however we've been in ourselves, uh, God welcomes us, he beckons us to himself and he wants to meet with us again and to, to say that he loves us and has the best for us and he wants the best for us in our lives. So we're going to have some time to confess now and just to be real with him. And as uh, that song says, that God searches us and he knows us. He knows us through and through. And so let's come to that place of, of being before him and being open to him and open to his spirit working in our lives. So we're going to use uh, some words of confession. Uh, this is a, a prayer confession that uh, we use quite regularly at the nine o'clock service in church. So some of you will know this prayer really well. Others of you, maybe it will be less well known, but um, let's use this prayer, this prayer of confession to, uh, to say sorry to God. Um, I'm not sure if the words are going to be on the screen before you hear they are. So um, let's just have some time now to be quiet before God and then we'll pray this prayer together. So let's just be quiet for a moment, shall we? And so let's pray this prayer together. Father eternal, giver of life and grace, we have sinned against you and against our neighbour in what we have thought, in what we have said and done, through ignorance, through weakness, through our own deliberate fault. We have wounded your love and marred your image in us. We are sorry and ashamed and repent of all our sins. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, who died for us, forgive us for all that is past and lead us out from darkness to walk as children of light. Amen. So let's maybe have our hands held out before us to receive God's forgiveness and grace in our lives. Father, we thank you that you have dealt with our sins on the cross. That you've dealt with all of that that is wrong on the cross. And that as we admit to you the ways that we have gone wrong this week, we now Receive your forgiveness and your mercy. And we thank you that we can start again and that we can walk with you through this day and the days that are coming with you beside us, with you as our friend and as our saviour, you as our guide and you as our redeemer. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for this fresh start. In Jesus' name. Amen.
Now we're going to have the Bible reading, which is from Matthew chapter 13. And uh, Joan Parry uh, is going to read this reading for us. And then straight after the reading, we'll have the sermon that Bishop Sarah has recorded for us. So let's have the Bible reading and then the sermon. Good morning, everyone. The Bible reading today is from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 13, verses 24 to 30 and verses 36 to 43. The parable of the weeds and the parable of the weeds explained. Jesus told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while everyone was sleeping, his enemy came and sowed weeds amongst the wheat and went away. When the wheat sprouted and formed heads, then the weeds also appeared. The owner's servants came to him and said, Sir, didn't you sow good seed in your field? Where then did the weeds come from? An enemy did this, he replied. The servants asked him, Do you want us to go and pull them up? No, he answered, because while you are pulling up the weeds, you may uproot the wheat among them. Let both grow together until the harvest. At that time, I will tell the harvesters, first collect the weeds and tie them in bundles to be burned. Then gather the wheat and bring it into my barn. Verse 36. Then he left the crowd and went into the house. His disciples came to him and said, Explain to us the parable of the weeds in the field. Jesus answered, The one who sowed the good seed is the Son of Man. The field is the world and the good seed stands for the people of the kingdom. The weeds are the people of the evil one and the enemy who sows them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the age and the harvesters are angels. As the weeds are pulled up and burned in the fire, so it will be at the end of the age. The Son of Man will send out his angels, and they will weed out his, of his kingdom everything that causes sin and all who do evil. They will throw them into the blazing furnace, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their Father. Whoever has ears to hear... Let them hear. This is the word of the Lord. Good morning, everyone. It's a great pleasure for me to be able to join you for worship this morning. My name is Sarah and I'm the Bishop of Shrewsbury. And it's good to be able to join with the body of Christ at Baston Hill today uh, to be able to celebrate the good news of God's love together. At the moment, we're having a bit of a tricky time as a nation, aren't we? Uh, we're having a bit of a tricky time as a world uh, where we're facing really significant challenges in our lives day by day. We're feeling uh, perhaps a bit isolated. Perhaps we're feeling lonely. We might be missing our family and our friends, our work colleagues, our neighbours, people that we're just not seeing in the way that we normally see people. We're seeing people sometimes in 2D on the screen rather than in 3D as individuals. It's a really challenging time. We might be experiencing a real feeling of vulnerability, particularly if we have health challenges. This is a very difficult time for us at the moment and it can cause real sadness and isolation. But we are beginning to see the beginnings 
of small moments of joy where we can connect with others, aren't we? Where the lockdown is easing slightly and if we're taking care, we're able to be able to go out for walks, to be able to speak to people, perhaps be able to meet with our family and our friends in small groups, uh, in our gardens or in safe spaces. And this feels like a real release, doesn't it, at this time? During this time of lockdown, I've been working uh, every day from my home in London Road in Shrewsbury, and that has been quite an experience. My office is right on the front road, and uh, so lots of my neighbours uh, wave at me as they walk past the house. Uh, I don't know whether what they're thinking about what I'm doing in here. They're even more intrigued when they see me standing in front of a screen holding my pastoral staff whilst I'm taking a service and pronouncing the blessing. I think that really freaks them out. Uh, but I've seen people stop and just look in the window because they're just intrigued to know what it is that the church is about at the moment. And I know for me looking out every day to be able to see other people and make that connection with them is really important. But I've also noticed lots of small things as I look out of the window. Uh, when I'm thinking, when I'm trying to work out what to do next in terms of a situation that I'm trying to deal with, I'm often looking into the garden and just pondering. And what one thing I've really noticed is that there are a family of robins in my front garden. Now, I'm not sure they were particularly noticeable before. I think they were hiding more uh, because the traffic on London Road can be quite busy. But during the time of reduced traffic, they really started to come out. And I started to notice that activity in the front garden. It was just a small act of noticing that was to me a real blessing, a small blessing every day to be able to see that happening. And especially when they had young chicks, that was a real blessing to me, just an ordinary thing in life every day. It's what the poet George Herbert calls heaven in the ordinary. Just a small moment of blessing. And for each one of us at this time, I hope that uh, people are managing to find those small moments of blessing, the heaven in the ordinary each and every day. Now, the parable that we are looking at today, the parable that was our reading from the Gospel of Matthew today, is definitely a call to find heaven in the ordinary. In Jesus's day, people were more connected to the land uh, as uh, than people are today. Almost everybody worked the land in those days, and for them, a bad harvest could mean disaster. Drawing on the ordinary, the everyday matters of daily life for people, Jesus was taking common ground and making it holy ground. Helping people to see, to know and to learn lessons in the life of faith from their everyday experience. Now, as we look at the parable of the weeds, it tells us the kingdom of heaven is like a person who sowed good seed in the field. But while everyone was asleep, the enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat and went away. And when the wheat sprouted and formed ears, then the weeds also appeared. Weeds in the wheat. A real challenge for a farmer. In the last week, I've been contacted by a couple of farmers 
who've asked me particularly to pray for their farms and for the farming that they're undertaking at this time, particularly to pray for good weather, but also to pray for good crops. And we know how important that is for the farmers, but also for each one of us who's going to be eating the produce of the fields. So to have weeds among the wheat, as we hear in this parable, is a real challenge for a farmer. We know that in modern farming techniques, there can be all kinds of pesticides, hopefully environmentally friendly uh, ways forward of ensuring that there are not weeds among the wheat. But in this day, in Jesus's day, this would have been a real challenge. The servants of the owner of the field say to him, uh, Sir, didn't you sow good feed, good seed in your field? So where did the weeds come from? And he answers them, an enemy did this. Somebody's trying to sabotage his harvest. And the servants ask him if he wants them to go and pull up the weeds. But he says to them, no, because while you're pulling up the weeds, you may uproot the wheat. Let them both grow together until the harvest time. And at that time, I will ask the harvesters to first collect the weeds, tie them together and put them into the fire and then to harvest the wheat. So he gives them this advice. Jesus then comes to an explanation of this parable. And those are the next set of verses that we read, verses 36 to 43. The disciples asked him to explain the parable of the weeds in the field. And he answers them, the one who sowed the good seed is the son of man. The good seed, the word of God, the message of God's love for the world, the good seed. The field is the word and the good seed stands for the sons of the kingdom. The weeds are the children of the evil one and the enemy who sows them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the age and the harvesters are the angels. As the weeds are pulled up and burned in the fire, so it will be at the end of the age, says Jesus. The son of man will send out his angels. They will weed out of his kingdom anything that causes sin and all who do evil. They'll throw them into the fiery furnace where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their father. Those who have ears to hear, let them hear. He's calling us to learn the lessons in the life of faith as we seek, the hev as we seek heaven in the ordinary. Let us learn the lessons of God's faithfulness and love for us as we see heaven in the ordinary. We are taught that although we encounter evil, we're not going to be protected from evil, are we, in our everyday life as Christians, in our walk with Jesus every day. We're not going to be protected from those weeds, from the weeds of the evil one. What we need to do is to learn to exist with that, but also to challenge that and to put our trust in God and our life in God's hands as God helps us to walk with him each and every day. We're not going to be protected from the difficulties of the world. 
what we need to do is put our, our lives into the hands of God and put our trust in him so that we know that we can walk in strength through that difficult time. To see heaven in the ordinary, to see God's blessings, God's guidance, God's abundance, God's faithfulness in everything that we see every day and to trust in that in our walk in faith, to see heaven in the ordinary. And what I want to encourage you to do is to see where you have seen or can see heaven in the ordinary every day. Where do you encounter God's blessings? What are the situations that you're finding yourself in day by day? Think about what it means to be alive at this time, what your ordinary day looks like. It may be that you are at home. It may be that you are going to work each day and that you're one of the people whose work outside of the home is vital to the healthy functioning of our communities and our world at this time. What does it mean for you to see heaven in the ordinary? Where are those places each day where you can see God's blessing, where you can be strengthened by that and encouraged in your walk of faith? Even in negative situations that we might encounter, in our daily lives. God is faithful. God never lets us go. He always holds us in the palm of his hand. And today, the collect that we have had for today's worship is a really important one for us to bear in mind and to bear in our hearts as we come before God in prayer now. Merciful God, you have prepared for those who love you such good things as pass our understanding. Pour into our hearts such love towards you that we loving you in all things and above all things may obtain your promises which exceed all that we can desire. Lord, we thank you that you are a God who holds us in the palm of your hand. We thank you that you are a God that loves us more than we can ask or imagine. We thank you that you give us good things that pass our understanding. And we do pray that you will pour into our hearts such love towards you, that we loving you in all things and above all things, may obtain your promises. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Bless you. It's good to um, hear from the bishop and to see the bishop. I, I, if you're anything like me, I, the, uh, her... The vision wasn't syncing with the sound, but it's good to see her face, wasn't it? And to hear her speaking to us, even if it's not in person, um, as much in person as it can be at this time. And as she was speaking on that parable of Jesus and the parable of the weeds and the parable of the good seeds, uh, she was picking up on the theme of, of where we see God in our ordinary and everyday lives, where we see heaven in the ordinary. 
And uh, she asked some questions in that in her talk, didn't she? Uh, and she asked us to think about where do we encounter God's blessings? What does it mean for us to to see God at work in our lives and God in, uh, at work in the lives of those around us? Maybe those in our family or those who live on our streets or those we encounter at the shops. Uh, maybe those that we speak to on the telephone, if we are not able to go out at this time, maybe we are encountering people more in that way, or maybe just as we uh, see people um, outside our own homes. But Bishop Sarah is asking us to think about how we encounter God in our ordinary everyday lives and to just take the time to acknowledge that and to sense God's presence with us in the ordinary and the everyday. So to give us some time to think that through for ourselves and the different situations we're in and how we're feeling right now uh, as this lockdown continues. And I, I realise that the lockdown is, be is beginning to lift and uh, life is beginning to return to some kind of normality, uh, that we need to take that time to sense where God is at work in us and in the lives of those around us as well. So we'll take the time to do that and we're going to listen to a beautiful song and you'll know it. It's called, Oh, Let the Son of God Enfold You. Uh, it's an instrumental version of the song, and so it gives us time just to, to hear the, the music, hear the, the singing, but to let God speak to us and to, um, to, to, for us to know that God is with us in, in all things. So let's listen to this song now before we go on in our service.
Father, thank you that you, by your spirit, enfold us in your love. That you know how we are right at this moment in time. And that you will never let us go. And that you will carry us on with you into all that lies before us. Thank you for your love, Lord Jesus. Amen. We're going to have um, more music now. And uh, it's another song that again encourages us to, to dwell with God and to know his presence with us. Um, it's the song by Michael W. Smith called Draw Me Close to You. And I love this song because it just reminds us again of, of the intimacy of the love of God for us, that he knows us person by person. He's, he's not a, a God who's um, away from us and distant and impersonal, but he's a very personal God. And he, draw, he longs to draw close to us and to be with us in our ordinary and everyday lives, to make them uh, far more than that, to make them lives that shine for him and that radiate his love for those around us. So let's join in with this worship song uh, now. Draw me close to you. Never let me go.
And so as we draw close to God and as, as God draws close to us, he invites us to pray and to uh, be in relationship with him, to hear his voice speaking to us as we also have that great privilege of, of speaking to him. So Eleanor's now going to lead us in our intercessions. So uh, let's join in prayer together as Eleanor leads us now. We intercede today for those who work on the streets in our towns and cities here and throughout the world. There are four prayers and after each prayer I'll say, Lord Jesus, we praise you, you are there. And you could respond by saying, shine your light, we pray. Father God, we pray for policemen and women who are under pressure and in danger in their work. We pray for firefighters who risk their own safety. We pray for all emergency services personnel attending road accidents. Lord, we know that there are those people who would even sabotage this work and bring these workers under even greater danger. And we pray for you to challenge their souls. Lord Jesus, we praise you because you are there. Shine your light, we pray. Father God, we bring to you all people who need to go out at night for their work, for care workers visiting vulnerable people in their own homes, for night watchmen, for long-distance lorry drivers who bring us our food and other goods. May they have your protection and may they too know the challenge of your death and resurrection. Lord Jesus, we praise you because you are there. Shine your light, we pray. Father God, we thank you for street pastors and all other Christian ministries working with vulnerable people. Party-going youngsters, drug addicts, homeless people, the mentally distressed. We ask you to lift up these support workers and volunteers when they're weary and discouraged and grant them your discernment, encouragement and compassion. Lord Jesus, we praise you because you are there. Shine your light, we pray. Now we let our imaginations take us to other places in the world and as we do so, we echo these prayers for those people who are offering help and protection. For example, in the tented jungles of refugees on Greek islands in Calais and other places. For those who are offering help in the townships of South Africa and in the desolate blocks of flats left by Soviet rule in Eastern Europe and elsewhere. Lord Jesus, we praise you. You are there. Shine your light, we pray. So merciful Father, accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Eleanor. 
We're going to join in and say the Lord's Prayer together now, and the words there are on the screen. So let's let's pray this prayer together. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. So drawing uh, near to the end of our service, not quite, but uh, nearly um, near the end of the service. And all of this is about Jesus, isn't it? Uh, the words of Jesus we've been looking at from the parable, uh, the songs we've been singing, the world that we've been praying about. Uh, it's all for Jesus and it's all about him and his glory. And the, the name of Jesus is a beautiful name. It's a, a glorious name. It's a wonderful name. And it's a name that we are called to worship again and again and again. And it's his name we'll worship for eternity. It's him we will go, we'll worship in his very presence for eternity. So let's join in and sing this, this song now. It's a hill song, uh, worship song. What a beautiful name, the name of Jesus. Let's, let's sing this, this song together now. Sin was great, your love was greater. 
What a powerful name the name of Jesus is. It's a name above every other name. It's a name that every knee will bow to and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, is Saviour, is King. He is King over this world. And whatever lies before us this week, we know he is King of our lives. And that as we uh, give to him our week, give to him our lives, all that lies before us, we know that he's going to work through those things. Things maybe we're worried about, things that perhaps we're concerned about, maybe things we're looking forward to. He's going to work through those things. He's going to work through our lives and he's going to bring glory to himself through the way he works by his spirit. So I'm going to pray a, a prayer blessing for us all now. And uh, looking forward to hopefully seeing some of you this week and, uh, and catching up as well, of course, uh, next Sunday as well. Um, I don't know whether you've been having communion at all uh, since I've been away, but uh, as we've been worshipping, I've felt really strongly it's the right thing to share communion again next Sunday. So I'll plan for that to happen in the service uh, next week. But for now, let's have this blessing. May the Father from whom every family in earth and heaven receives its name strengthen you with his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith and the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you now and always. Amen. So go in peace to love and to serve the Lord. In the name of Christ. Amen. Amen.